Hello, welcome to the Tuesday, January 19th, 2021 edition of the Sands and Storm Center's Stormcast. My name is Johannes Ulrich, and I'm recording from Jacksonville, Florida. And again, we got a great reverse engineering diary by DDA. This time he walks us through the analysis of a Word document that then actually leads uh, to an RTF document at finally triggers a download for an executable. The nice thing about this diary is he really walks you through the different steps that he undertakes in analyzing this malware. Also some of the dead ends, uh, basically commands that didn't lead to any results. So you get a little bit of more systematic view of how to analyze these documents and hopefully something that you're able to reproduce with documents that you may come across. And Rob Vandenbring, one of our Internet Storm Center handlers, uh, finished his uh, Center for Internet Security Cisco NX OS benchmark. If you're not familiar with the Center for Internet Security, they literally publish dozens of benchmarks that you can download from their sites. These benchmarks, well, they're typically PDFs uh, that basically tell you everything that you could possibly configure more securely from operating systems to software like, for example, Apache, including cloud providers, and yes, now also for Cisco NX OS. One neat thing I like about these benchmarks is that every single step you typically do have a small snippet of the command line and how to implement uh, the particular benchmark. They're often also either from the Center for Internet Security or third parties, tools like scripts and such that will help you perform these tasks or audit the task. Just keep in mind that like any of these benchmarks, it's essentially a list of everything that you may secure or configure more securely. It doesn't mean it's necessarily appropriate in your environment. So what you typically end up doing is select a subset of the controls and apply them to your systems. And while I don't see this particular benchmark listed on the Center for Internet Security website yet, if you just sign up to receive any of the ben benchmarks, you'll actually get a list of all the available benchmarks. And well, that's where you find the Cisco NX OS benchmark. And Shazam, the application that you can use uh, to recognize songs, had an interesting vulnerability that could expose your location if you clicked on a malicious link. Like they have it so often, in particular with mobile applications, Shazam does register a URL scheme with itself. Any URL starting with Shazam colon slash slash will be processed by Shazam. In itself, that's okay as long as uh, the parameters being passed to the application are properly validated and restricted. But in this case, one particular function didn't do so. And due to this oversight, it was now possible to access various uh, JavaScript APIs uh, by passing specific parameters. And one of these APIs that was here accessible was uh, the geolocation. Now, there were couple other things like for example system information and such that could possibly be retrieved via this vulnerability 
Luckily, while this is a new exploit and still interesting in how it was performed, uh, the vulnerability has uh, been fixed quite a while ago. And the FBI published a private industry notification warning of an increased use of voice phishing in order to gain network access and to escalate privileges. Actually, when you're reading the document, it's not just talking about voice phishing, but also about the use of corporate messaging system, for example, Slack and the like, once they gained some access to the victim's network. It is also pointed out here that voice over IP systems are often used. And one thing that I've seen in the past is where an attacker may, for example, gain access to a voice over IP system, use that to then obtain an internal extension, which of course makes a call that claims to come from IT a lot more plausible. But also the use of compromised credentials to then access internal chat rooms and impersonate legitimate employees to then uh, trick uh, other employees into either revealing credentials or, for example, change credentials for administrative accounts. Multi-factor authentication is probably the best technical defense against these kind of attacks, but in addition, just some awareness and user education probably helps here in order to make users question some odd message they may receive via an internal chat platform. Well, and that's it for today. So thanks for listening and talk to you again tomorrow.